to. But sometimes we just got to press because God has promised us that he will never leave us, not forsake us. And so no matter how we feel, no matter what we're thinking in our mind, we got to find ourselves present in his presence. Because in his presence is everything that I need. If I can just press in his presence, then I can be healed. If I can just press in his presence, I'll be delivered. If I can just press. If I could just press in his presence. If I could just press in his presence. I can get what it is that I'm standing in need of. But oftentimes we don't get what we need. Because we're not willing to press. You gotta press. You gotta understand that our flesh not gonna let you just, uh, 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 praise God. It only allows you to, uh, 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 to get excited about the beat or get excited about when you excited. But when, you know, it's, it's a different thing when you have to press. When you have to make yourself do it. When you have to make yourself do what you know is best for you. Any parents in the room, sometimes we have to make our kids do what we know is best for them. And we have to do the same thing in our own life. We have to make this flesh do what is best for us. Sometimes it don't come without a fight. Sometimes it don't come without a struggle. But I tell you what, if you could just press, oh God, I I know, I declare, I know it, that in his presence is the fullness of joy. In his presence is everything that we could ever need. And so it's important, it's important that we learn to press, that we learn to press. When you feel like it, press. When you don't feel like it, press. Oh God, when you want to, press. When you don't want to, press. Oh God, when your friends tell you not to, press. Press. You gotta press in His presence. You gotta press. You gotta get there. You gotta get there. Say, man, I gotta get there. I gotta get to the presence of God. I gotta get to the presence of God. This situation ain't gonna be cleared up until I get to the presence of God. Oh God, this marriage ain't gonna get no better until I get to the presence of God. Oh God, sometimes we gotta press. Our finances won't clear up until we press. We gotta learn to press. That's why we as believers walking around depressed and sad and tore up from the floor up because we don't know how to press. Everything you need is in the press. Don't always come easy. But I guarantee you, if you press, you'll get everything that you're looking for. You'll get everything that God has prepared for you. So we got to learn to press. We got to learn to press. I give God the praise, the honor, and the glory. For he is worthy to be praised. God, I thank you for the press on this morning. God, I bless you and I praise you for your Holy Spirit that allows us to press past how we feel, press past what we think. Oh, God, I thank you and I praise you. I bless you for a press that was released in the atmosphere. 
Oh God, that we would have the tenacity, oh God, to press in your presence. That we can get back what the enemy has taken from us. If we just press in your presence, oh God, I thank you and I praise you, oh God, for oppressing our spirit on today. Oh God, in the name of Jesus. Oh God, bless us, your people, on today. Bless us like never before. Let this be a life-altering, a life-changing moment in our life on today. In the name of Jesus. Oh God, let us not be the same. Oh God, let us press into your presence, oh God. Oh God, and we'll find so much joy. We'll find so much peace, oh God. Oh God, that we don't want to come out of your presence. We'll find ourselves doing whatever it takes to stay in your presence. Oh God, let it be a life-changing moment for us today. Thank you and we praise you. We honor you now. Holy Spirit, I surrender everything unto you on this morning. Oh God, take all of me. Stand up in me. If you don't do it, I can't do it on this morning, oh God. Be my strength on this morning, oh God. In the name of Jesus, oh God, we thank you and we praise you. Oh God, we bless you, oh God. God, I ask that you would cover my mouth and uh, let your words proceed out of my lips. Uh, let nothing be said, oh God, that's not of you. Oh God, speak, oh God. Speak, oh God. Your servants, listen, they hear. Speak, oh God. In the name of Jesus. Oh God, we bless you today. And we love you now, oh God. We ask that you to unstop every clogged ear on this morning in the name of Jesus. That we might be able to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to the church. Oh God, we bless you and we praise you, oh God. God, we ask that you would take every heart and heart, oh God, and massage it in such a way, oh God. God, that it would be able to receive your your, your unadulterated truth on this morning, oh God. Oh God, we bless you and we praise you and we honor you now, oh God. We thank you already for what you've already done. Oh God, we thank you now. Holy Spirit, search us, oh God. Go from aisle to aisle and chair to chair, oh God. Oh God, and meet us at our very point of need, oh God. In the name of Jesus, oh God, let us not leave out of this place empty on today, oh God. But God, let us be full, oh God. Oh God, let us be running over, oh God. Oh God, that we will take this very word, oh God, and use it in our everyday life, that we might be the victorious, overcoming Christians uh, that you've called us to be. Oh God, we bless you now. And we give you praise, honor, and glory. In your son Jesus' name, amen, amen, hallelujah. Come on and put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I thank you for serving such an amazing God. I, I, I thank him for being amazing in my life. I know that it's all of him and none of me. Because if I had it my way, I'd be laying down right now. But because I love God and because I, I know and I believe that I can do all things through the Christ that lives on the inside of me. I'm standing because I know that greater is in me than he that is in the world. I'm standing on today because I know that I'm already healed because by his stripes uh, I was healed. And so I bless God on today and I give him praise and glory. And I, I'm here this morning because I have an assignment from God. And I believe that God knows all things 
brother and he would not have given me an assignment if he didn't know that I was able to fulfill it. God knew my beginning and my end before I even existed. So I know that there's nothing too hard for God. I'm here today because uh, God is my creator and if he called me to do it, he'll equip me uh, oh God, and he'll strengthen me to be able to fulfill the task that he's given me. So I'm standing and I give God all the praise and all the glory because it all belongs to him. It all belongs to him. And I'm forever grateful that he is my God. I am forever grateful that he thought enough about me. Oh God, I am forever grateful. I'm forever grateful. I'm forever grateful that he just don't choose uh, 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 the well-spoken. That he just don't choose the rich. He don't just choose the famous. But he'll take anything and he'll use it for his glory. I'm grateful on today because he took a heap. He took a heap of mess. He took a, a clump of rocks. And, and brother, he began to mold it and make it into something that he could use. And so I'm grateful on this morning. I'm grateful on this morning. And so with everything in me, I honor, I, I, I choose to honor God. I, and I'm not going to lie that the enemy don't try to talk to you because on Friday I told a couple of my sisters on Friday I already had a plan that what I was going to do because on Friday, man, I felt like I felt really bad and I was saying, my God. I said, okay, I'm going to call a couple of sisters together to make sure the women's ministry go. And I was going to ask my husband to stand in my stead on this morning. And I, I didn't even, I don't even want to say God said it, but I stopped my own thinking. And I began to cast it down. I said, come on now. It's just Friday. Uh, uh, God can do anything. We serve a God that can do anything but fail. Why are you making a plan already? And it, it, it even haven't even uh, come yet. And I said, okay, God. So I got up yesterday. I was feeling pretty good and I made my way and I did and the Lord blessed last night my God I felt terrible but this morning I got up and I, I began to feel good again but right over there right before I got that mic I'm sweating right now like I never sweated before I started sweating my voice started cracking I said but the devil is a liar in the name of Jesus I, I, he he let me get up and he let me get dressed. He put a thought in my mind. Uh, the devil is a lie. Nothing is going to come against what God has for me on today. Amen. Because I know I'll be blessed because of my obedience if I just press in his presence. Amen. So I'm going to give God the praise and the glory on today because I believe that he has a word uh for us on today because I've been this word is I've been pondering on it for weeks and and I, I got up this morning I said well Holy Spirit if you if you got something else if this is just me you know tell me something else and I was you know moving around moving about started thinking about several things but uh nothing really came to my mind and then the word that I've been pondering God just started expanding and blooming it and I said okay God I got you I'm gonna be obedient to the word of God and we moving forward amen we're gonna do what thus said the Lord on this morning and we're gonna move out your way because I believe that if your ears are attuned your heart is ready you'll grab hold to this word and you'll never be the same You'll never be the same. Years ago, uh, not years ago, but I'm like the little kids, uh, but uh, 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 maybe a year ago or so, I preached a message about uh, why do you come? Why do we come to church? What is the, the what, why, 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 why do we show up on Sunday? And um, 
<laughs> I, I don't know even what it's about. I don't even can't give you the whole description of it, but I preached that one Sunday. And so I'm going to help us today. Uh, I'm not going to tell you why you come, but I'm a hope. I hope that after the message, you will understand why we should be coming and what we should be gaining when we come, because there's a benefit if we do what it is that God is calling us to do. So on this morning, if I would have a thought or a subject for you on this morning, it is stop what you're doing and follow me. Stop. Not a California pause. Not for six months. Stop. Put it to rest. Whatever you got going on in your life, stop it. And follow me. Not me, Luana. Not the pastor. Not Bishop. Not T.D. Jakes. Not Joyce Myers. Not Priscilla Shire. But Jesus. Stop whatever we got going on and follow him. I'm going to be coming from Matthew chapter 16, 24 through 27. We're going to ask you to stand and and we're going to read quickly and then you can have your seat. Amen. Matthew 16, 24 through 27. It's coming from the New Living. I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if any one of you wants to be my follower, You must give up your own way, take up your cross, and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. And what you do, and what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? For the Son of Man will come with his angels in the glory of his Father and will judge all people according to their deeds. Keep that in your mind. For the Son of Man will come with his angels in the glory of his Father and will judge. We don't like to hear that because we say, don't be judging me. It says, and will judge all people according to what? Their deeds, that's what you're doing, not what you're talking about, not what you believe, but what are you doing? We're going to be judged by our doings. And if we would go to James chapter 1, 22 through 24, it says, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you will only be fooling yourself. For if you listen to the word and don't obey, it is like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, walk away, and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. If you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you For doing it, you may have your seat. And I repeat, stop what you are doing and follow me. Being saved is the first step. You confess 
with your mouth and you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead. The Bible declares that if you do this, you are saved. But now that we're saved, we must become his disciple. We must become disciples. We say here at Faith Temple Christian Center, we're not making members. It is our desire to make disciples. Because he didn't call us to make members. He called us to make disciples. But in order for us to be a disciple, we have to stop what we're doing and follow Jesus. We have to put away whatever we're doing in our life that causes us not to be in line with what God desires us to do. We have to put those things aside in our life and follow after him. Now, a disciple is a personal follower of Jesus Christ, a follower of his teachings. And so it's not enough to say, I'm a follower of Jesus when we don't obey his word, when we are not a follower of his teaching. And so when I said uh, earlier about why do we come, we should be coming to receive teaching so that we can follow Jesus. Because if we come and we receive, we can't just come and hear. Because James said we can't just be a hearer of the word. We have to be a hearer and a doer. Because if you just come and hear, you won't be a follower of Jesus. You will come in here and still go out and do your own thing. And, and, and if we become disciples of the Lord, then we will draw others unto him. We can't draw other people if we're not a disciple. We can't draw, we can't make disciples if you're not a disciple. Because the Bible says that, that we, uh, uh, um, we, 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 I'm, I'm paraphrasing it, but he says that, uh, we make, we create or we make after our own kind. So if I'm a disciple, I'm going to make disciples. So if I'm not a disciple, I can't make a disciple. If I'm, if I'm an apple, I can't make a pear. I, I, I produce a pear. So we re- reproduce after our own kind. That's what the Bible says. That we reproduce after our own kind. So if I'm not a disciple, I cannot reproduce a disciple. And so in order for me to, re- to produce a reproduce a disciple i first have to become one that's how we have followers that's how we get people to follow after jesus we can't get people to follow after jesus if we're not a follower because our talk is not enough your, your talk can't convince me brother uh, that I should follow after him. You, 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 it sounds good, but it's not gonna truly convince me until I see that you are really a follower. And so we come here to get the teaching so that we could apply it to our life so that we can become a follower of the teaching. <clears throat> the TV evangelists and the computer evangelists are big today they got millions of followers but are they following jesus are they following them
I tell everybody, there's nothing wrong with having you a favorite preacher or teacher. But I'm not going to follow anyone that closely that I make them my God. Because none of us are error free. We have the best intentions. But because we don't know it all, something that I might say, something that I, 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 I might say, oh, you say, Pastor, that was not that. I don't I, I didn't see it that way. And I said, oh, my goodness. Yeah, that that's that I'm, I apologize because that's that's the reason why we have to follow after his teaching. My teaching should come from his teaching. But when my teaching don't line up with his teaching, you ought to catch it. Because you're following after him and not me. Churches all over America, they ask, who preaching on Sunday? We don't tell people who preaching on Sunday. The Holy Spirit. Because then it teaches people to be a follower of a, a man and not his word. You want to come when, when, when you feel like the best preacher is up. But the best preacher is the Holy Spirit. He lives in me. He lives in him. He lives in him. He lives in her. He lives in anybody that will get up and take the mic. And so it's not following after the man. It's following after the man. So we don't tell people who preaching the Holy Spirit. Because we don't want you following had a young man, he, 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 all his little followers showed up when he preached. So I guess nobody else's word was good enough. So they following him and not him. If we believe that God is speaking through all of us, then his word is his word. And we have the ability to just, to, to go and, 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 and take it to the point. We can go to the word. And so, God has wanted us to be disciples. We have to be disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because, and so I, I went back to say that the, 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 the video evangelists and TV evangelists, man, they popular. They got millions of followers. They had those back in the day too when Billy Graham a lot of people got saved because they happened to turn on the TV and he was preaching. And he was saying, anybody that don't know Jesus, come. And they gave their life to, to the Lord. But they didn't sit at home and watch him on TV every week because the Lord touched their heart. And they wanted to be a follower of Jesus. They went and found a place where they could uh, study and they could learn his teaching so that they could become a follower of Jesus, not a follower of Billy Graham, not a follower of Benny Hinn, not a follower of Jesse Duplantis, but a follower of Jesus Christ. But now they won't, I'm not saying that they want it, but it's what the climate is creating these people on TV and the videos to follow. They have all of these followings, but who's following Jesus? And I say, it's okay to listen to them. But a lot of people like them because you don't have to be accountable to them because they don't know them millions of followers. They don't know whether you're following God's word or not. 
They don't even really care. Get uh, Hit their cash app and keep signing on because it makes them popular. So are they a follower of Jesus? Are they following after man? And and people that are leaders can find out very quickly if they're following Jesus or following man because people will stick with you for a long time. But let something not be like they want it to be. They'll drop off after 20 years. So were they really following Jesus or were they following the person? So when we don't agree, you fall off. But if we don't agree and you're following Jesus, you will allow the spirit of the Lord to minister to you and work it out. And you will stay. You will remain on the vine. And so what God is interested in us becoming is a disciple. Membership won't get you. When it's all said and done, you're not going to stand before God. He ain't going to say, what church did you belong to, sister? Brother, where did you fellowship? He ain't going to say that because the fellowship is in him. This place, this local place is just a place that God has created. God has uh, developed and, and made so that we could come and we could learn and we could sharpen ourselves so that we, when we go back out there in the world, we can begin to, we can know how to confront those issues as a disciple, as a follower of Jesus Christ. When Jesus told the disciples When he came, when he had risen from the dead, he told them, he says, go to Jerusalem. Hang out there for a while and stay there until the Holy Spirit comes. So they went. But everybody didn't stay till the Holy Spirit came, uh, Pastor D. Some of them left because they weren't following his teaching, they was following the man. Because if you're following the teaching, you'll stay as long as it takes because he said it. But oftentimes we don't follow the teaching because we don't stick it out. We ain't in it for the long haul. We we in it until uh, something else comes along. We in it until we get tired, and, uh, until something else catches our eye. We're not in it for the long haul, but we have to follow his teaching. How long is that? Until I die. Whatever he tell me to do, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> so being saved is the first step, but we have to come, become disciples. And we talked about what a disciple is. We can't just say it, but we must live it. We can't tell people, I'm a disciple of Christ, really? Because really, if you're a disciple of Christ, you don't have to tell people they'll see it. So you must be a follower of Jesus. You don't have to even, you don't have to say anything. You just live the life and people will, people will know what you're about. Most times when we convincing people that we this, we really not that. And we mostly trying to convince ourselves because everybody else already know the truth. And so we have to understand 
that. It's more to it than us just being saved. It, it, that's good. That's your first step. You got to, you, you got to be born again. You got to be born again. That's your first step. You can't even be a disciple if you're not born again. So you got to be born again. Uh, and, and it says the angels in heaven, they rejoice. They said, Oh my God, they rejoice over that one soul that give their life to the Lord. But now and then we got work to do. So you've already, uh, gained your heavenly, uh, 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 home. Now he says, okay, now let me make you a fisherman of men. Now you got work to do. You can't just get saved and wait for him to show up. And you're doing your own thing while you're waiting. You got to be a disciple. He says, stop what you're doing. Stop, stop. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way. He didn't say that you. Uh, it, it will be a good idea. Maybe uh that might be the best thing to do. He said, you must. There is no other choice but to give up your own way. So you don't have to ask nobody else what you think. When you're trying to make a decision, what, what you think about this? It ain't what I think about it. It's what God says about it. I tell people all the time, that's why, you know, sometimes... uh <laughs> I can't tell you. I might feel some kind of way about it. And I might say, you know what? That's messed up. That's jacked up. You so and so and so and so. That's, yeah, 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 yeah. But that's not my response because I'm a disciple of Jesus Christ. So I got to give up my own way, my own thinking, and tell you what does the Bible say concerning what we're talking about. That's what I think. That's what I say about it. I say what God says. What does God say about it? He say no. I say no. He say yeah. I say yeah. So it says that we must give up our own way. How do we become his disciples? By hearing his word, studying his word, and living his word. We come to hear. It's not enough for us just to come in here this morning. We talk about it all the time. Now you got to study. You got to study. We're a student. You can't say that you, (laughs) I laugh. I'm I'm not going to even say it because we don't lie. But I see people (laughs) that I know that say they went to these certain universities on their little posts, on their little Facebook about you. These people that I personally know, and I said, come on, man, what is that? You can't say you are a graduate of University of Maryland if you never go take a course. You might have signed up, but you didn't follow through. So you can't put that. <laughs> so we can't say that we are disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ if we not enrolled in no studying. 
You can't say that. You can't put yourself out there like that because somebody knows that that's not true. And the most important person that knows it is God because it says that the son of man will come with his angels and the glory of his father and will judge all people according to their deeds. What have you done? What have you done? So this is where we at because we come to church every Sunday and nobody gets saved. Because so that's an indication that we all say, right? Nobody, nobody comes up and say, I want to give my life to Jesus. So everybody know Jesus. So now we got to do something. If you know Jesus and you're not working, if you're not doing something, it's time to get started. Or it's time to continue on. But we have to be doing something. You have to be doing something. You can't just say that I'm a follower and you're not doing it because we're going to be judged by these. What are you doing? What have you done? What are you doing? You know, when you go to a job, you have a resume. What's, what's on your resume? What's on your resume for Jesus? What does it look like? You go to show up for a job. They say, well, Mrs. Washington, what have you done between 2014 and 2020? There's a big gap. For the military people, you can't be in the military and get an evaluation and think you're going to get top notch if you have, you know, and, I, you know, I, I, I uh, worked, uh, I was a military wife and then I worked, uh, for, uh, like chief of staff and stuff like that and, and one before I did something else. And so I did military ratings. And so for officers, they can't have no unrated time. You can't afford to be just sitting around not doing nothing. It don't look good on your rating. Am I right? You got to be accountable for every time, uh, every moment, every second that's, uh, that, that you are in the military. So you can't afford to be just sitting around chilling and think you're going to get a good rating. So we can't afford to sit around chilling in God and afford and think we're going to get a good rating. Oh, he'll talk on everybody's level. So our resume, we're building a resume because that's what we're going to be judged by. Not that you're saved because, see, if you believe in eternity, there's some stuff going to be going. We ain't going to eternity and just going to be poof and disappear. There is going to be life in eternity. And so salvation gets us to that place. But our works, our deeds is going to determine what we're going to be doing when we get there. Yeah. So what does your resume look like? How how are you going to go and reign with Jesus and you don't have no qualifications? You don't have nothing to speak for your work that you've done. And so when we come here, we're not coming pushing uh, the agenda for this local church we're pushing the agenda for the big church 
that does not have anything to do with Faith Temple Christian Center, the Faith Church. It's about the Lord Jesus Christ. So we can't just be sitting around not doing anything. We got to be building a resume. So that when he comes back, he'll have something to look at. And say, okay, all right, I called you to do this, and you, well, wow, wow, okay, all right. And now don't worry about not being qualified, because if he calls you, he'll qualify you. A lot of folks don't, they, they, that's their excuse, I, I, I can't do that, I can't do that. I told a young man, I said, if you learn anything from me, take this to your grave. He said, I can't do it because I'm not good at that at all. I said, look at me. None of us are good at anything at all. But if you have God on the inside, he's the good that we can do anything through Christ that gives us the strength. None of us. None of us. None of us. In and of ourselves, we'll make a mess out of it. Now, you know, it's some good teachers and there's some good preachers. But if you ain't got the Holy Spirit, and I thank God for a lady that mentored me. She said, baby, uh, you can have all the education you want, but if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you ain't got nothing. She said, your aim, your goal ought to be to always have the presence of the Lord in your life. It ain't about how much you know. And, and, and all of that is good. But without the Holy Spirit, the helper, the one that does the work in us, it's all for nothing. And so as long as the Holy Spirit is available to us, we can do anything through Christ that gives us the strength. So we have to understand what God is trying to do in our life. It says uh, the first thing, we're going to go back up to 16, and I'm about done. The first thing, it says stop doing your own thing or live in your own way. And... um Stop doing your own thing or living to your own interpretation of what is okay. We can't do that. It's okay. It's okay. Who told you it was okay? Is it okay according to the word of God? Is it okay to you? If it's just okay to you, well, then it's not okay. So that's our first step into walking into discipleship. We have to. Stop doing our own thing. Stop doing our own thing. Is it uh, a challenge? It is. But we say all the time, the more you practice, the better you become. The more you practice, the better you become. So um, if the Lord say, get up and pray, you might fail. Because sometimes we all do. Like, oh, Lord. You know, uh, and sometimes I could kick myself because God said, get up and pray. And I was like, man, God, you know, I, oh, my God, I, I, you know, I got to get up in a couple of hours. You know, but then I lay there and I can't go to sleep. So I should have just got up. He said, okay, you ain't going to get up and pray, but you ain't going to go back to sleep either. And probably if I had got up and prayed, I wouldn't have been tired when I got, when it was time to get up. And so sometimes it's challenging. But that's, that's the stuff that we have to lay aside. That's the stuff. 
we have to say. I want to challenge the brothers. I'm a, I want to challenge all of us, but I want to challenge the brothers. We have men's ministry. I, I'm, I'm just going to tell the truth and shame the D-E-V-I-L. We have men's ministry every Tuesday at 1 o'clock. And some of the sisters, too. Saturday. Second Saturday. Let me get it right before they be showing up at the doorstep and y'all don't be there. Every second Saturday at 1 o'clock. Brothers, come out. Come out. Come out. Learn how to be a man of God. Learn how to be a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. These teachings are not just for naught. They are uh, uh, life skill builders in Christ that we can go out and be who God has called us to be. Brothers. Brothers. If, if, if the brothers that is in this room will show up next Saturday, next second Saturday at one o'clock and begin to live this life in Christ, uh, uh, aren't y'all tired of all the churches in the world having more women in them than what? And then you want to be, uh, rising up talking about you the man? What? Sit down. You ain't no man until you learn how to be one in him. If you come and be the man that God called you to be, you don't have to even demand that respect. Man, I tell you what, I'm going to say this for marriage ministry, but I tell you what, uh, uh, he ain't never looked so good to me. When he flowing and what he's been called to, man, I submit to anything because I know he's walking in and what God has purpose. I said, that's my man up there. Look at him. He looking good in this little gray suit and red tie. That's my man. He ain't always looked like that in my eye. But because of the crisis on the inside, ladies, let me tell you a secret. If you want to live like a queen, honey, oh, my God. Brothers, y'all get in line. Get in line. Ladies, get in line. All our struggles, our struggles come because we fighting against the will of God. We fighting against our own flesh. God is telling us to be this woman, this virtuous woman, submit to your husband. But we fighting that flesh don't want to submit. Flesh don't want to shut your mouth. That flesh don't want to sit down and be quiet. That flesh want to be in control. That flesh want to rise up. But we got to be a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let go of that stuff and follow him. This everyday stuff. This is everyday stuff that we, if we put these little things into practice, it ain't about being religious. Cause when we just show up in here and fold up our arms and we say we didn't, we didn't come to church today, that's religious. Because if you showing up is not changing your life, it's religious. It's religious. You just going through a religious practice and you're going to be judged by your deeds. <clears throat> Put that stuff aside. All of that old crazy thinking. It says, take up your cross and follow me. This means being willing to die in order to follow Jesus. This is called dying to self. It says, a call to absolute surrender. You got to surrender. It don't always feel good. I'm telling you, it don't always feel good. And 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 it just because I'm the pastor don't mean I've arrived. Because sometimes I have to die to myself. 
when my husband says something, man, and I do not agree. And sometimes I want to roll up on him. And it's just something about him. He got this look in his eye. I said, okay, I ain't going to mess with him today. Today is not a good day. Because the Lord is not going to be on my side. And so you have to surrender. Man, and, and that's what the fast was all about, dying to ourselves. But we have to be in that constant mode. And so if we don't fast again until next February, man, we're going to be built up. We're going to be hard and, and tough. That'll uh, be like what they call whit leather. Y'all know what whit leather is? Y'all too young for that? It's that old tough. Uh, 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 my grandmama say, honey, this beef, what you do to this? Baby, this stuff tastes like whit leather. I'm chewing on this thing. It's just hard to chew. It's tough. And so our flesh will be hard and tough by next February. We ain't heard nothing the Lord said. We ain't obey. And so it take more than 20 de- 21 days to tenderize uh, our old stubborn self. And so you have to do a little bit along the way. To keep the moisturizer in your, you know, <laughs> so that the Lord can get through and He can communicate with us. He can, He can, He can get to us. And so it, it calls for a daily surrendering of our own will. Man, God, I wanted to do this. He said, I understand you wanted to do that, but that's not uh, going to be possible for you right now. And it's a little stuff. It don't even have to be about the church. I could say, man, God, I want to go and and spend four weeks with my grandkids. I already had it in my mind. I already got my my money set aside. And my husband said, man, this show is funny that when you want to do something, you can come up with that money. Uh, you already, he said, well, how are you going to pay for it? I already got it. I already got it. He said, man, that show is something. That when, when you got a plan, man, you already had that money a little tucked away. I said, yep, I already got a plan. But then I already have it already tucked away. And then the Lord said, nope, something will come up. And I'm saying, come on, God. You know, I, I put this. I had a plan for this. And the Lord said, nope, it's a better plan. I have a better plan for that. And then so either I'm going to say, forget that. I'm going to go and have four miserable weeks or do what God told me to do and then wait for God to bless me and so those are choices every day that we have to make so it doesn't always have to relate to uh you know God or church or but it's everyday life stuff we have to hear God and surrender to what he's telling us so what is he saying what is he saying so we have to make a decision. And most times, we've already made a decision. We've already got a thought of what we're going to do. So God steps in and says, hey, I know you got a thought, but what about this? So what are we going to do? If we want to be disciples, we surrender. Because carrying our cross means dying to ourselves, total surrenderance. And we can get up and we sing it and raise our hands. We don't bit more mean that, cause he'll tell you to go right here and take and make a cartwheel in this in this uh, thing right here, and you're like, oh, I ain't doing that, cause you know, you know, I ain't did no flipping by 30 years. I ain't doing that, Lord. 
you know what I'm saying? But when he tell you to do something, he know that you're able to do it because he's going to do it through you. And so we have to stop what we're doing. Stop. Just stop. 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 Put an end to some things in our life that we know that's contrary to what God would desire. Just stop it. You don't need no seven-week program. You don't need no just stop. Some folks say, I can't, you know, some stuff you just can't do cold turkey. Yes, you can, because you can do it in Jesus. You can do it. I'm telling you, I'm a witness. He can wipe the taste out of your mouth. And you ain't got to go to AA. But if you have a desire to surrender to the will of God in your life, God, take this taste away from me. I do not desire to crave after anything that's not of you, that's not going to please you. He can take it. He'll, I come against every addiction right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we can stop it right now. And I'm telling you, life, uh, oh, I'm telling you, I, I'm a witness. I can't stand here and talk to you like I always been, uh, and I'm not still, uh, uh, I, I, you know, it takes a, a, a surrendered heart. So I, I don't get up and just, uh, it just happens. He's not magic. He waits for me to surrender my will unto him, but I can stand and testify of God being a deliverer in my life. I know what alcohol tastes like. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know. I know the damages and effects that it can have on your life. I can't be a witness for Jesus if I'm uh, high and tipsy and uh, somebody call and say, hey, can you come? You know, oh, my God. I, I'm, I'm just going to follow the Holy Spirit because, see, this is a controversy in the church because they said, oh, the Bible don't say nothing about drinking. Uh, you can drink. You just can't be drunk. But listen to this. But if I uh, want to have me some wine, Brother Tilo, and somebody call me and they need me, then I can't get there because the wine, the alcohol level that's in my blood, I might not be drunk, brother. But if I get stopped and I got to blow in the thing, then I'm subject to go to jail because I'm drinking, I'm driving under the influence. How can I get to the need that Jesus needs me to be when I so it might not be in the Bible that you ought not be drinking but if you have availed yourself uh, to the presence of God if you are a disciple for the Lord Jesus Christ, you ought to always be ready to answer the call. Now drink if you want to. And let God call you and you not be available. That's the stuff we're talking about. And see, we get all twisted up about these little issues. But either you want to be a disciple or you don't. Is drinking that important to you that you can't be a disciple? You can't be available to God? Is that one little glass of wine? Honey, if you want to build your blood up, take some vitamins. Because we use all kind of excuses. You know, I, you know, they say it's good for your stomach. It's good for your blood. Uh, eat some liver. Eat some beets. I can tell you a lot of stuff that'll build your blood count up. 
if you want to be a disciple. I'm just being real. I'm just being real. I want us to walk out of here, life change, so that we can be who God has called us to be. I'm tired of just coming to church, sitting around, looking pretty, getting up in the morning, fixing my hair, putting my clothes on, and we come in here and cross our our arms and, and cross our legs and we go out and we live in the same kind of way. I'm ready for a change in the body of Christ. So I'm just helping you. Because the Bible says that everything uh, 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 might not be sinful, but everything not expedient. So that means that, you know, I, I don't have to, it might not be a sin, but that don't mean that it's good for me to do it. Because, see, I'm a disciple. I, I, I'm a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. So that might not be good for me, Pastor. Because I, I just might have somebody that need me. And I need to be able to get to them. I need no hindrances to, 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 to uh, stop me from doing and being who God has called me to be. And sometimes these little things, you know, cause us to, to be hindered. And who God has called us to be. But we hold on to them like they they more dear to us than Christ. Like, come on, now the church is split. Folks will go, folks will go rogue when you start talking about drinking and smoking. They want you to show them in scripture where you can't do that. These little things, is that that important? Stop it. Let it go and follow him. Third thing, I'm about done. I'm about done. I'm going to leave us alone because I'm putting us all, I'm putting myself, I'm going to leave us alone. But I am going to follow the Holy Spirit because I want us to be free. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not scared. And I'm going to say I'm not, but because it's the Holy Spirit in me. Uh, to address some of these issues that we sit around and we don't want to talk about. But we talk about in our little private meetings. You know, Pastor and them said they ain't supposed to drink. I don't believe in that. I don't, I don't agree with what they were saying because, honey, it ain't nothing. Because I've done it. But when you know better, you do better. Somebody was trying to tell me that same thing, and I was in my little secret. Ain't, ain't nobody. Shoot, you can drink if you want to. And I'm laying on my couch. It's so crazy. That's why I praise God because he would never leave you, not forsake you. My husband was deployed. I was laying on my couch with two small babies, drinking my wine coolers, uh, uh, tipsy as I wanted to be. If something had happened to one of my kids, what in the world would I have done? But because can't nobody tell me what to do. That's why I know he'll never leave you, not forsake you. Driving in my car with my two kids, tipsy as I want to be on wine, brother, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, getting back to my house, going down a, a, a one-way street. He'll never leave you, not forsake you. I ain't talking about something that I don't know nothing about. But he allowed me to get home. And what brought me to my salvation was I got up the next morning. Went outside and I talked to my neighbor, oh, Miss Finley. I never forget her. She said, baby, somebody hit Jimmy's boy last night. That thing rocked me to the core of my soul. And all I, while she was talking, I couldn't hear her. But she said, um, 
because we had a minivan and they call it a truck. She said, somebody hit Jimmy's boy with a truck last night on the road, on the road that we have to come in to come home. And um, she was just talking. And all I was feeling in my heart, I said, I just need to get to the side of this house to see if my van is in the yard. And when I got to the side of the house, I saw that my van was under there. My life has been changed forever. I said, I'm done. Because it could have been me. It could have been me. I don't know if it happened. It had to happen after I got home. But it could have been me. My two kids. And somebody's hit by a drunk driver. And the man's in the hospital. I ain't had a a drop since. And ain't nothing going to ever convince me to drink again. I said, God, you spared me and my kids and didn't allow that to be me. I'm done. I said, I'm finna be saved for real, for real. That's where that little saying come from. I'm done. Because we was going to church every Sunday. Oh, yeah. Going to church every Sunday. I was going to the bar with the, one of the church mothers and her daughter. Oh, yeah. We was in the church. But still living at the church. We was going to the building, but the church wasn't in us. And I said, from that day I gave my life to Jesus, I said, I'm done. I called my girlfriend. I said, I'm done. She said, what's wrong with you? I'm finished. I'm done. I'm done. No more. I'm done. I'm done. I said, that was enough to change me. I'm done. And so I know what I'm talking about. I've been there and done that. It just, I ain't no overnight wonder. And God's still working on me. But he has done some stuff to let me know that he's real. And I said, I'm finished, God. I I, I can't, because uh-uh. I knew that if I continued down that vein, I probably would have ended up killing myself or probably my children or something. Something really bad would have happened. I said, I'm done. I surrender everything. I'm going to live this life for you, and that's it. And I don't care what people say. From then on, folks were saying, oh, man, she just out there. Yep, I'm just out there about Jesus, honey. You didn't say nothing about me when I was out there in the world, when you should have been saying, girl, you are out there. And so I have to be obedient. I have to just let that stuff go. Pick up our cross, deny ourselves, an absolute surrender, and we have to follow Jesus. What does that mean? Being obedient to his teaching. What does his word say? We have to be obedient to it. It's more uh, to it than just coming and hearing it. Now we got to apply it. So that's why it's important that if we don't uh, uh, have a really good memory and it sits right down in our, in our heart, that we need to have something to write it down. Write down some little nuggets that you can go back and say, you know what? All right, I remember that. I remember that. I'm, I'm on. I, I, I got that. So that when it, you face these challenges, you face these situations, you'll have something to, to come back to you that you can live off of because that's, that's what's important. We've got to be obedient to the word of God. We can't be disciples if we're not obedient to the word of God. We've got to be obedient to the word of God. And so that's what, that is my prayer. I'm praying that, man, that we move past just being saved because we're going to be accountable for so much more uh, that we begin to allow ourselves to 
become disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when we become disciples, then God, he says that he says that he will make us fishermen of men. And so we're able to go out and gain more disciples when we become a disciple ourselves. And we are doing more than just showing up. We don't want to just show up for church. Uh, I don't want to show up for church for 30 something years. And then, man, I get a bad record. What'd you do? What'd you do? The angel shaking the paper. Look at the name again. You say what? Thirty-five years, forty years. What? Boy, it's it's skimpy. It's skimpy. It's skimpy. Ain't a lot on here. Ain't a lot to show. You've been saved for forty years. What, what, what is all this? All this these blank spaces. What I'm supposed to do with the blanks. And so we have to understand being saved going to get us into heaven. We there. But now becoming a disciple going to cause some work. And you're not going to want to do this work in your own flesh. So that's why it's a total surrenderance have to take place. You have to surrender to the will of God. And in order uh, to do what God desires us to do, a total surrender has to take place in our life. And so that we could be able to do the work because we can't do it in our own flesh. And so uh, God is looking for us uh, to be his disciples. Because the Bible says that we're going to be able to do more work than Jesus did. And so how is that? Because it should be more of us. And so, man, souls should be busting from the scene. Not church attendees. Because we have to not be fooled by every full church. It's not full of disciples. Because one of the things that we always did when we were looking for churches, we went on Wednesday or whatever their Bible study night was before we made a decision. Because uh, the Bible study really determines you know the teaching and what's going on what they're teaching and the climate kind of of the church because on sunday it's full of uh, uh pump and circumstance is that the right thing you know the music is good the the praise team is bamming and everybody's you know everybody you know flowing from the right to the left and everybody's raising their hands so you really don't know uh you know everybody just having a good time they feeling real good but then on wednesday night bible study where all the folks that was raising their hand and swaying from side to side and saying lord we praise you lord we lift you up where all the people at so the disciples managed to find their way to the teaching so we need to get from being just saved to becoming a disciple and so it calls us to stop stop whatever we got going on in our life stop what we're doing take up our cross daily absolute surrenderance and following being obedient to the teaching of christ and so we want to strive past just being church members but to strive 
to be a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. That no matter where we go, no matter what we do, we got Jesus on our mind. Not being religious. We ain't got to be in the commissary speaking in tongues and uh, drooling at the mouth and throwing our Bible. But we have to walk in such a way that people know that we love God. People know that we belong to him. You know, it's amazing that people just come up to you and start talking to you. They don't know you. They don't. But it's it, it, they're drawn by the spirit. They know that there's something different about you and they feel comfortable enough to start talking to a total stranger and so we have to get to the place and so as the the chairs become full we don't want just bodies but we want disciples and we want to help so if i'm a disciple i'm gonna help bring uh so when the body comes that's good we want the body to come but if the body come long enough the body ought to be uh, ought to turn into a disciple and not just steal the body. Yeah. Ought to be a transformation that takes place. We going to fish, catch the fish, and I don't want y'all to start trying to scale the fish. Your skirt too short, your pants too tight, your hair too high, your all of this stuff, your tattoo too long, all of this stuff. Just leave the fish alone. And the Lord will transform the fish. The Lord will make disciples. But we got them to come. We got to get them to come. But we got to be the disciple because if we're a disciple, we're going to fish. So we're all standing. So I would just like to encourage you and encourage us all. And I, I, I'm here to tell you, none of us have arrived because I said, man, I'm, I, I'm, I'm in this too because we, 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 there's still some stuff in all of our life that when God says something, we got to do it. It doesn't matter how we feel and we got to get past uh, the feeling and I think that's you know a lot of times we get caught up in man I didn't feel nothing man the choir didn't move me today I, I didn't I didn't I wasn't really feeling it this Sunday well it ain't about your feelings but did the word go forward did you hear the word can you apply the word can you use the word so it's not about our feelings it's not about our feelings it's about being a disciple of the lord jesus christ and if we even even look at what the disciples went through oh man they had a rough time but they did not stop they did not stop they kept telling it say man i'm gonna tell it 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 so when we go on our jobs, when we're in our homes, we just got to tell it. And sometimes telling it is not always talking because our communication is more than just our lips moving. Our communication is our body language, our attitude. Um, you know, because you can't say, hey, good morning, and then you rolling your neck and rolling your eyes Well then people looking like well it ain't really a good morning but okay (laughs) all right and so that's part of your communication and so we have to understand but i am just praying and it's my heart's desire 
that God would take all of us to a new level in him. That he would take us to a new level in here. I don't think, I don't think none of us are here by chance. And I, I, I know God is a God that he's not gonna beat us up and have us walking out feeling bad. But God is a God of truth and he'll speak truth to us. But because he loves us so much, he'll give us an opportunity to desire to do better. And so I'm grateful on today that God will speak to us in such a way that will open up our eyes so that we could be able to see. Man, because I don't want to miss it. I do not want to miss it. And the way I see it, I don't know how you were. I don't know what God saved you from. But the way I see it, Man, I was so horrible. And and drinking was not even just a... Boy, I, I was so horrible. My mouth was bad. I, 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 man, I, I, I cursed. Oh, my God. I was just horrible. 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 And what's so bad about it? Some of this time, I was attending church, but I was so horrible, so horrible. But we, <laughs> this was on the inside, but on the outside, we didn't look as bad as we really were. That's God. He don't allow us to look as bad as we really are. And, and I was so, so horrible. I stand with Paul saying that I was a chief sinner. And man, if God can save me, and I'm talking about really save me, it is my desire that he will save everybody or anybody that desires it and then just change their life. One, uh, uh, one area that's really uh, dear and dear to my heart, I, I tell everybody, I tell Pastor them, I say, you know, my heart is always with the underdog. I, I mean, I, I, my heart is always with the underdog. The one, the least, the least likely to succeed. My heart is with them. Because that was me. That was me. My brothers and them thought, man, you know, you are horrible horrible my brother was going to church playing the piano and you know being that good church boy I said I don't want that I was horrible but God saved me one day he saved me one day he saved me one day and he changed my life forever and so my heart always goes out to those that folks think, oh, they ain't gonna never be nothing. I told uh, my, uh, we have two, three biological children, and uh, one of our sons, he's always been gifted, and he's been preaching since he's nine years old. He he's always had the anointing on his life, and. Uh, always out there in the front, never being ashamed to do anything. And my baby daughter, 
always told people, I said, that's, that's our David. That's our David. That's our David. And one time we were in, uh, Fort Drum, New York, and somebody had, they had this big storm, and we had over 20 some people living with us in our house. They had the biggest ice storm in, in years, and we had over 20 some folks, families in our house. And we were all getting, they were getting ready to go after about a week or so. And one of the young ladies said, man, I I left my something, keys or somewhere. And I don't know where they are. And my daughter said, they're upstairs. And my son said, no, they're not upstairs. You don't know what you're talking about. And man, I said, listen, you're not the only prophet in this house. You're not the only one that God speaks to in this house. And so he, uh, we looked at the neighbor's house. We looked all over. And finally, he decided to look what she said. And so everybody always, you know, oh, you know, give him all the praise, all the praise. But I say one day God going to bring her into her own. for the underdog and God is doing it I said if you would just let go and let God you can't be no genie in the bottle you can't call me to always pray you gotta be consistent and watch what God is gonna do in your life and God is doing a, a work in her life like never before my heart is with the underdog so no matter how bad you think you messed up he for us too. He is for us too. And so I want to ask you on today if we can move this out of the way. Because we, we getting ready to be serious. I believe that God is getting ready to bust a move in this land. I know with everything that's in me. That God desires to share Jesus with the people in this land. Not just Americans, but Germans and all nations. He wants to share his son with the people in this land. And man, I tell you, I said, God, we've been, we haven't given up. And it's been times that we said, man, what is going on? We could have made a decision like a whole lot of other people and said, you know what? We just gonna go. But he told us to like he told the disciples, go to Jerusalem and just hang out there until the Holy Spirit comes. And so he told us to come here, build a place where the people can come share my son with the nation and so God we here and so I believe that God is getting ready to bust a major move in this land it's not about us it won't even be connected to our name it's going to be all about Jesus but it's people that's walking around in these streets that are hopeless that are depressed 
that are without any type of uh, a hope or desire of life. God desires to save those souls. And so I'm asking on today. If you desire. a disciple for the Lord Jesus Christ not a member of this church we don't need no members but if you desire to be a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ come stand with me and when you stand with me that means you're standing with me and you're agreeing to the work that we might build a place That souls may come running to be saved. I'm I'm, I'm tired of coming. And souls not coming to be saved. We not coming to be changed. We just showing up. I don't want that. I want every Sunday... To be a life-changing experience. That you could put your fingerprint on it and say. I remember this Sunday. The Lord did this in my life. And I've never been the same. And if you are already a disciple. And you want to continue the work. Come stand with me. In agreeance that. We standing up here because we agreeing to the work. That we're agreeing that we're going to go get souls. And we're going to bring them into the house of God. And we're willing. We're agreeing to work. To disciple them. So that they too. Might be able to go out. And now so when we do this you know you can't. You got to let go of everything. You can't be messy. You can't be gossipers. You can't, all of this kind of stuff got to go. It's got to be go. You got to let it go. Because when I'm judged by my deeds, I want to be doing something meaningful. This little earthly work, man, I don't care how much they pay us, bro. It don't mean nothing to God because the money came from him anyway. So he's paying us. To be a decoy down here on this earth to work for him. He said, I know they're gonna ask you for rent, so here you go. You got rent money. I know that you, you know, you can't go say Jesus paid it all to the light company, so here you go. You pay your light bill. You can't go to the corner market and say, Jesus paid it all. Uh, can I have some bread? Nope. Here you some few euro. Go buy you something to eat. That's what the money is for. Because we decoys down here doing a work for the Lord. So if anybody want to be a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, join me. If you're willing to join me in the work. If you're willing to join me in the work, it's work, it's work, it's going to be work. We're going to have to let go of what we 
what we think, how we feel. Sometimes, you know, we ain't going to feel like it, but we're going to have to do it anyway. Sometimes we ain't going to feel like calling the sister, but we're going to have to say, I'm going to call her anyway. Sometimes, you know, say, look here, she done got on my last nerve, but I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to call her one more time. We got work to do, y'all. We got work to do. It's a community of souls that need to be saved. And if we can't even get them to be saved, how are we going to make them out? How are they going to be disciples? And what is that going to look uh, to God about us? We running around here talking about I've been saved. I've been in a church for 20 years. What? What you been doing? And if there's anybody, because before you can be a disciple, you got to be saved. If there's anybody that does not know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, come stand by me. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, come stand by me. I know I, if you don't know Jesus, come stand by me. Come on. Come on. Because it'll be unfair to me to present this to you and you don't know Jesus. You got to first accept him as your Lord and Savior. Come on, give your heart to the Lord. Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, you see those.